It's Britney, bitch, and I'm back. It is the Hippie Speedball Podcast. Joe, your host with the most. Joe, it's good to fucking see you guys again. It's been a minute. I bet you're wondering why I'm dressed all fancy, and that's because the old show is dead. This is a funeral and a wedding because it's like a new beginning. So it's like a funeral and a wedding. Either way, we ought to have a lot of fun, huh? But it's good to see all you guys again. Today, my guest is actually Sammy V. He's been on the podcast before. He's a good friend of mine. We talk about the metaverse. We talk about horror movies. We talk about science. We talk a little bit about weed. He asked me some really cool questions towards the end, and it was a really fucking good time. So everybody, spark up your blunts, load up your bowl, get your dabs ready, brew up that coffee, sit down, relax, and welcome fucking back to the Hippie Speedball Podcast. Trifolgers, the mountain-grown coffee. Mountain-grown for better flavor. The stronger the grass, the greater the distortion of perception and judgment. A hippie speedball is coffee and cannabis. On my worst days, I'm still a combination of ancestral prayers and slave ships. Unsupervised astral plane trips. Zulu spears, British colonizer tears, and a heavy microdose of Ku Klux Klan nightmares. My nigga, I'm never shook and I don't flinch. I like my bag by a cinch. Oh yeah, and it's fuck Willie Lynch. I got mixed ears. Sammy V, Hippie Speedball Podcast. Hey, Joe. <laughs> thanks for having me again, Dude, man. thanks for coming by, man. I'm, I'm always, anytime we ever converse, whether like shortly through Instagram or, you know, in person, on the phone, whatever it is, I always enjoy talking to you, man, because it's motivating like people like you that I need to surround myself with, especially this day and age and everything. So, and, yeah. and, and watching all the moves you're making, I'm very, very impressed, bro. So I appreciate you. What, let's yeah. let the people know what you've been up to, man. How's, how's Block Band? club how's the metaverse treating you man how's everything going well that has been an, an exponential experience so far yeah. i just wanted to return the love first of all and say i actually i really appreciate you we've always had you're a great communicator i appreciate your hustle and that your drive oh, thanks, is man. so community that. based and you're a raw form of energy coming back to you by the community effort you do and you've just made this amazing podcast with it oh thank big you big props man. to you you're gonna make me cry thank oh, you shucks. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> and you might be wondering why we're wearing sunglasses it's because things are going great and they're only getting better i'm a doing all right getting good grades my future's so bright i gotta wear shades hey. i gotta wear shades Actually, that wasn't intentional. I just thought of that on the spot, but that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. We gotta wear, we gotta wear shades. We're doing yeah. big shit, man. So speaking of big shit, go ahead and keep going. Sorry, no, um, we got going. high as fuck before this podcast. That, that is hence the the comfortability level for. <laughs> oh, no, we were sitting there fucking blazing that blunt for a hot set, hot minute, bro. And thanks for rolling with me to the dispo. Shout out Khalifa. Yeah, for yeah shout out Khalifa. Deliciousness, man. man. <laughs> that was beautiful buds, man. What's, what's that? They were beautiful buds. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. I'm excited to roll another one after the podcast is over. Because <laughs> I'll have to, for sure, man. Go ahead and continue, bro. So, so yeah. how are things going? Man, things have been great. Um, as you know, we started the NFT community, and that was, that was awesome. We've grown into my own NFT marketplace. Should I offer thirty percent higher residuals than anyone on the internet in the Web three space? Just so you know, mm -hmm. um, 
but no, man, uh, it's been really cool connecting with the community in a different way. And I have three different restaurants throughout Oregon on board. I'm working on, you know, franchising, having those opportunities for people to go to shows or, you know, mm. you know medical, whatever the case. So what, do you, what are you doing with these restaurants? So with these restaurants, I'm offering some of their users a different experience. Like I have a meta food park. So mm. instead of, because I'm branding this whole meta mall, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah, kind yeah. of like Amazon, but in a different immersive experience you can order food um liquor clothing from um any of the spaces in this mall i've created already and some of it's more than fully operational i haven't released all of that yet but you know i have a virtual bar for shout out sancho Velos, uh the first tequila mm -hmm. tequila in the metaverse that's my partner over there hell yeah um i have a virtual bar for him so you can go attend a show and who knows it could be swiggle one day i don't know mm -hmm. it could be uh julian outlaw i don't know no, it could be Dick Shaduna, whoever. Who, who knows? You yeah. know, it's a crazy world. <laughs> so, you know, we've had events so far doing that simultaneously with other parties and stuff. And that kind of led into more of me, you know, combining these elements of, you know, food more accessible for people, mm -hmm. concerts for people with handicaps and just limiting all, you know, so, liabilities so has been. For sure. One question I up. had uh, while you were. Um, so with the with the restaurants. So are you going to the restaurant in the metaverse and then like ordering food and it gets delivered to your house like in real life? Yeah. That's so cool. So That's like, really cool. So like in this food park, um, uh, one of the restaurants I have, uh, it's called the Tab Station, um, uh, down near Corvallis in Independence, um, they have their own food truck. They actually have a corresponding food truck next to the restaurant as well, but I thought the idea was cool, so I made a 3D model, put it in the food park. That was my very first restaurant mm. in there. And so like you'll go there. It's a near replica of theirs that I've, you know, rendered so like i'll go around and scan with my camera and that's really accessibility, cool. like even restaurants buildings and so i made them they're a little food truck so you go there in the park there's real life other people there invite your friends over and you don't need an oculus it's your phone your laptop ipad it looks better than the games nice so these restaurants well, and everything have that option now it's different yeah. it's well i was gonna say it's, it's a really fun way to do it too rather than just like going on the you know like the website or going through doordash or something like that you know it's like you can actually do it kind of like in person but right like virtually and stuff like that and your avatar looks super dope man oh thank it. you man yeah i'm gonna make you one i'm gonna go ahead and pop up a picture of it so people can check it out man it's a fucking it's a really really sick. i need one i need one with my leather jacket i can do it that's what dude that would I can be do sick it. dude that would be sick let me know what you need from me and we'll totally fucking all do i gotta it. do i'll get the homie tone deaf to come take a photo of you we'll get exact replica so so can you wear like like branded stuff in there like, you would you get in trouble? Can, so, believe. like, if I was to wear, like, a Misfits t-shirt for my avatar, would that be cool? Yeah. Yeah. Be, well, also, they don't own the rights of the Crimson Ghost because that skull, that skull is actually in a public domain movie. So, I think, I think technically, I think don't quote be... me on that. I'm pretty sure the Crimson Ghost is a public domain movie, which is where the Misfits skull actually comes from. This comes from that movie. It's about, like, a, like a hacker. Like that's like it's a it's it's a really weird it, and that's a tangent. Go ahead. No, no I'm cool. I was really, I'm really on the tangent with it. I know, right? That's that's. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking movies since like before we started. Shooting, oh my so. god, I know. I'm so sorry. I fucking was just like twisted metal movie, twisted metal series. Blow my gourd before I get here, bro. It's, it sounds like a dope series though, right? No, that, that yeah. pilot episode would the make twisted opening metal was fans. super to detail and suspenseful, and the ending like, dude, 
you want to figure out what's having, going on. I was already having notes. And I was like, okay, so right? let's cut that down. Don't open with that until the opening of the second episode. Just For sure. go in on them. But yeah. It's too I much wanna... sauce. You got <laughs> yeah. too much sauce, Joe. Dude, it's, uh, I have a lot that I want to do. The, the whole thing was just figure out where to start. Like, right. you know, and that's, that's really the thing. The podcast was a really good choice. I feel like I definitely made the right choice because that was something I thought of like a long time before I even started the show was doing the hippie speedball podcast. But then when I actually said, it's like, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. Let's see if hippie speedball is taken yet. It wasn't. And now it owns, now it belongs to me. Yeah. So it, every it time I talk about the show, like to a stranger, it's like, you know, out of town or whatever. I'm like, Oh, you like podcasts. What about, have you ever heard a hippie speedball podcast? Like, did, did you say that right? Hippie speedball? I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. I know. I get it all. And the like, time. Oh, I'm going to look that up now. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I totally, uh, I get that all the fucking time, bro. All the time. It's like, uh, it, it, it usually I'll get like, Oh, you know, I know another kind of speedball and I'm like, well, that's no, not that's the one not I'm talking it. about. No, that's no, not it. No, bud. no, sir. Yeah. And, and it's, and I also like to tell people too, that I found this out, um, coffee and cannabis. There's actually scientific evidence that shows when they're combined, they put you into a flow state. So that's one of the reasons why it's like when you're sitting there smoking out and drinking coffee, you can get really creative. And then that's when a lot of ideas are inspired and really good conversation can be had when you're hanging out with your homies and just sipping coffee and passing a blunt around and everything. Yeah. And you kind of get into this really weird flow state. And it actually is like uh, some something to do with the caffeine and the cannabis combined. I believe it. Yeah, for sure. I believe it. It actually does like an effect and it brings on really amazing conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun. So it's definitely a balance for me, or it's like I could hear my hair growing, like just like super rigid. <laughs> I did definitely get you a pretty lit. <laughs> Thank you. you. you I needed that, that today. For sure. Oh, I'm glad, man. I'm oh, glad. I wasn't done with it, but I was like, I want to come in here and just be Z and looking at you. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I, yeah, our eyes are definitely super, super. Yeah, I'm glad we're wearing shades. I'm glad we're wearing <laughs> shades because it's like you're gonna look at mine and be like, "Can he even see me right now?" <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. So yeah, dude, I want a freaking, I want an avatar with my leather jacket, like a yeah. Misfits T-shirt, freaking, like yeah, that yeah. We sick. can do that. They're our avatars. Shout out Ready Player Me also to be a sponsor one that's here cool. soon. Hopefully, that's a cool name. Um, they have uh made it so we can just take those photos and upload them and mm. use them across 40 different apps and metaverses. So it's like, Hell yeah, that's fucking dope, man. It's super accurate. It's pretty cool. Dude. I know yours looks really, really cool. It's so detailed. Like the fucking, the big coat and the fucking dope ass sneakers and shit like it. Yeah. Super sick looking, man. Thank I you. fucking love it. It looks really awesome. It, so uh, so I, I'm curious, man. Um, because you know you're also tied up with crypto and everything like that, man. Mm. Uh, how mm. you how you feeling mm. about how you feeling the bite, man? Did you lose a lot? No, actually, good, um, good. I just kind of moved funds around. Oh, um, nice. For the most part, when I saw I was watching on Bitcoin and everything else, um, I just kind of went back to the basics. I'm just trading, just put all my stuff into trading. So oh, okay, nice. You know, Hell yeah. The uh, forex is always good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. Nice. There's always pairs to trade, and you know, I mean, even when lumber, we had that whole lumber issue. What was that? Uh, two years ago, and you know, the price of lumber is just exponential. I was trading that. I had nice. never seen that on the broker platform. Oh yeah, uh, lumber. Uh, Home Depot is on there too. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Hell yeah. That's awesome. And that's actually a, a, a good investment because a lot of people are going to be refurbishing their homes. So those, those businesses are really going to start popping off like yeah. a lot. And I also think concrete because people are going to be building bunkers. Everyone's ready for shit to hit the fan. So all these rich people are going to be building their fucking bunkers and all these recent crypto millionaires are all going to be, be a- building their bunkers and shit. <laughs> and doing their shit. It'll be like where there's like a random abandoned car in the middle of nowhere, but you actually open up that car door and there's, and there's a staircase. A yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hatch that please you underground I'm, we can make some movies i'm yeah. all for that bro <laughs> i yeah. want one of those so bad that would be a dope ass movie mm. connect like the different millionaires and people by their underground things like there's a whole half of the movie going up you know above ground and a whole half of the movie down there mm-hmm. even on different characters that will go in between and oh you know yeah fuck yeah bro yeah. i'm down to fucking can be super dark like, and yeah yeah for sure, man. I, I have I have so many ideas for movies, man. I have I have this really amazing noir movie that I want to make, and it kind of takes place in a world where, like, uh, humans, vampires, witches, werewolves, all those things coexist with one another, like underground, underworld. Uh, kind of, but not really. Like, I mean, like, yeah, but this one's like they actually like they they like live in the cities together and they work together and that kind of shit. But also since like vampires can only go out at nighttime there, they also took a lot of like the graveyard shift jobs and shit like that because they don't need many breaks because they're just fucking just machines basically. And they were, um, they're like, they took all like the night jobs, which caused a lot of conflict with humans and vampires and shit like that. And then also, uh, since vampires do only go out at nighttime, they also are the ones that are in charge of like, the the bars the nightclubs so like the mob the werewolves yeah so shit, like yeah, yeah but the, so the werewolves have a, a separate thing and i'll get into that in a second so they're kind of a big central point of the whole plot of the movie werewolves are but uh witches are actually just as powerful as the vampires because back in the day there was like a war they fought like a gangland war with one another and then they decided just to split up the city and so it's like the vampires own this thing and then the witches own these businesses and like they kind of like, you know, oh, we do these. And then like the witches own and like the brothels, the strip clubs, um, like anything that's in the sex industry. They also do all the numbers running and like uh, some of like the gambling operations too. like they run all of that shit and, and they split up the drug trade and everything like that. So werewolves, the whole plot of the whole movie involves werewolves because uh, since werewolves can only come out. Uh, so they only turn into a wolf when the moon is full and it's because they've been bitten by a wolf. Uh, it's not their fault that they're werewolves. It's really not. So in the movie, there's this law that's being passed called the Lycan Insanity Act. And it makes it so whenever a werewolf turns into a wolf when the moon is full, they're not held responsible for mm-hmm. what they do. But in reality, it's the vampires that are actually corrupting City Hall as, to pass this law so they can so use they the can werewolves use as vamp as murder for hire. Yep. So I was thinking like, the same shit right exactly. there. I was like, oh, you know what's yep, up, man. Yep. And so it was uh and so they that's the whole central point. The main character of the movie is kind of like one of those like old like detectives. Like, and, um, she, she was an old detective, but she came a private investigator because everything was all corrupt and she didn't want to work for the police anymore. And so she was like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm going to go do my own thing. Became a PI. She, the movie starts and it stumbles across the murder scene of the main vampire boss. And I named it after Don, his name was Don Lugosi after Bella Lugosi. 
And so uh, Don Lugosi gets murdered, and that's the first scene in the movie. And she actually stumbles across the murder scene, and then she knows exactly what's going on because there's like a young up-and-coming vampire that she has a long history with because whenever he was coming up in the rackets, she was constantly dealing with him. Whenever she was like a new police cadet all the way to her retirement. Like it's kind of like a Joker-Batman kind of relationship. And so she knows exactly who is responsible for this. And so she was like, what the fuck is going on? And then the camera keeps panning out. He walks out of the frame, keeps panning out, keeps panning out. And then you just see the car under the light with that dead vampire outside of it. And then credits start rolling. Then <laughs> that's the end of the movie. I feel like you have a lot of really detailed elements, like older Tarantino first mm. films with that, with the imagery and the, I like what you do with the camera. Shit. I think you got nice blender. Thank you, Very bro. Suspenseful. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate I that, man. That. So anybody that's really into filmmaking, let's make some shit happen, dude. We will talk. <laughs> right. That would be super dope. Well, that was quite a lovely tangent, man. But yeah, I'm feeling the bite of crypto too. I am mm. feeling, I felt it. I felt it for sure. Because did you, uh, uh, did you, uh, lose a bit? Uh, not, m not much because also I had actually, um, sold a bunch of my crypto right before the dip, like right before it all crashed down. Like, because when I had sold my ETH, uh, it was, um, cause I bought it when it was at like five. No, no, I bought it sooner than that. I bought it when it was at like 22. Like it was at like around like 21, 2200 yeah. when I bought it. And then I sold it when it, because it got up to 35. It got almost up to 4,000. I think I got above 4,000. Yeah. Um, and then it, I think I sold when it was at 38. Like, I, and so, and then it fucking just. And then it tanked. And then it just tanked. Yeah. And now it's like, I think like a. Hold on. I, I can't check it because I'm actually filming right now. But yeah, what's the, what's the price? This is why I can't wait to have my new my new partner of my team. It's going to be awesome. Just right there. Bring to you the iPad. Well, no, no. I'll just be like, hey, can you look that up for me? What's the price of Ethereum right now? <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll just be. And that's exactly what she's going to do. Shout out, Mackenzie. I'm excited to have you as a part of the team. Hey. So get a, everybody get a, you know, get ready to hear her voice for sure. Oh, yikes. Here you go. There it is. 1213 hey dude it was actually only at 800 like a like a week ago or something like that so that's wow. not terrible yeah i'm yeah. gonna start trading against it with cash right now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> honestly i still think that gold is a worthy investment gold is, because it just constantly is increasing in value silver it's underrated silver, but silver too. is yeah. going to be in high demand mm -hmm. one of these days we well, need it for our medical instruments i was going to say there's people are discovering so many uses for silver now copper like, as well for, yeah and also all the people that are into like magic and earthly stuff like they use fucking silver like crazy it's the new oat milk of spiritual <laughs> 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 oh the oat I'm milk slumped. of spirituality that's fucking amazing oh, oh that was good that. that was really good oh my god yeah that's so true too <laughs> hey i think that if uh you know if people want to if people are into the magic stuff i say go for it yeah, as yeah. long as as long as it's not like demonic and summoning like dark forces and stuff like that you know it's like mm -hmm. you know I, I don't care if you want to practice pagan stuff just don't start like you know dropping your voice and speaking in latin to me that's the only that's where we draw the line it's like yeah. i don't i'm good i've seen the exorcist it was creepy you know <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite horror flick 
paranormal. Ooh, paranormal. Okay. Narrow it down because that's my so favorite like ghosts genre. selfishly. So like paranormal as in like ghosts, yeah. demons, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so favorite as in entertaining to watch. Yes, I would. So I I I, I put favorite in multiple categories because it's like the favorite that scares me the most. Or the favorite that's just like I enjoy watching the most. I'd say the one I enjoy watching the most is probably um, it's a tie between House on Haunted Hill mm, or just or Evil Dead, just the the, the original Evil Dead um, or Army of Darkness. I mean, sorry, I mean Army of Darkness. Uh, but I would say the one that scares me the most is still probably to this day The Exorcist. Still to this day, it's, there's mm-hmm. just that movie is just uneasy. Like the, everything about everything that about movie, and, and even just the the way the house is, like even like the beginning, like or, or when it shows her have like that like that party with her friends, and then the kids like you're all gonna die up there. It's just like the fuck, fuck is going on. Here? I know, dude. If I was at like a fucking party, we're all having fun around the piano, we're all oh jamming God. and stuff like that, and this little bitch walks down, it's like you're all gonna die up there. I'd be like, what the fuck? Check is- his backpack. I would be like, you need to fucking discipline that child. What the fuck is she doing talking to like <laughs> that? To Check his backpack. Check his backpack. <laughs> no, but what about What's you, here? man? Um, you? I would probably say, I think there's three levels to your favorite, which is conceptualization. If there is a storyline, you know, I'm it sucks but i'm i'm a movie person i'd like to to have to have a decent story oh absolutely absolutely like killer crowns from outer space trash i love that movie bro oh my god that's in its own it's in its own category it's in its own thing i was a b movie i was all hyped up for something else when she told me about it but oh yeah what were you what were you expecting it was definitely set of curiosity i guess it says it all like sharknado you know that's on me (laughs) I was gonna say, what were you expecting from a movie Maybe. called Killer Clowns from Outer Space? And I hate space? clowns, so yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. So yeah. have you ever seen um, that movie? Uh, fuck! What is it called? Um, it's got that one really creepy clown, and he's got like, oh my god! People that are listening are like fucking yelling at me. Bozo? Like, I don't go- know. They're no, all scary. No, it's it's on Netflix. Um, and it became really fucking popular. It was fairly low budget, uh, but the way the clown looks, because he looks kind of like an old like opera clown, like where he's got like the tiny like little pointed hat, and he's Isn't got this like the, the one from- white paint. Was- not not American Horror Story. No, 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 no. He was on American Horror Story, um, but I know exactly which one you're talking about because that was the one where it was about the uh, election, the whole Donald Trump shit. No, like that. that one. Uh, that was the same season, right, was it? That was 100 okay. percent the same season because that was his little fear campaign was being the clowns to get people all scared and shit like that. It's and not the circus circus one. No, no, that was a freak show. Oh, okay, yeah, freak yeah. show was really good. But oh, this okay. one is called. Um, can you just Google it for me, bro? Can you just yeah. type in like new, or just type in like clown horror movie, and it's probably going to be like one of the first ones that fucking pop up. Like I said, the people, and I'm probably gonna think of it like right as you look it up. All right, let's see here. All right, let's see. What do we got here? What the fuck? Terrifier looks like Terrifier. That one, dude, is gory as fuck. Oh, put me on. It that looks scary as shit, dude. It's not. It's not even rated. It's a great movie, dude. They That's just it, it has like such a huge cult following. 
and um, they, they because like it, it, they um, they fan funded the second one. Like that's how popular it got. People were like, "We need another one of these." It was so good. Oh, Anybody listening or watching, go check out Terrifier. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and pop up a picture of this clown at a random point in this podcast oh, too. Oh like it's just gonna show up. <laughs> I'll pull like a Fight Club, and it'll be there for like literally a fraction of a second. The lowest I could get it on my settings. <laughs> just like the sh- absolute shortest millisecond I could get it just to pop up. Until it becomes a Mandela effect to some. Yeah, right. Dude, that, that Mandela effect shit, man. That fucks with me. That fucks with me hard. Which one pisses you off the most with the Mandela effect? Because there's a lot of different stuff. I think recently someone said Curious George didn't have a tail. I distinctly remember an episode. I distinctly remember. Yeah, because he used to like hang on shit with his tail. Yeah, he's throwing his tail around shit. Someone said Curious George does. Does Curious George doesn't have a tail? I don't think. I don't know unless they made a new show or something. I don't believe it. Yeah, and then another one I heard was the the planter's peanut guy doesn't have a monocle. That one really pisses me off. That's not true. No, that's definitely not. true. He's always had that monocle. The the Monopoly guy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no, no. So, uh, no, no. Mr. Peanut has the monocle. It's the yeah. Monopoly guy that they say doesn't have the monocle. That's what they're saying. 100%. The, uh, the Monopoly guy has never had a monocle. I don't believe it. Man. That one. Yeah. So we got that backwards. Okay. Mr. Peanut's the one that always has it. And a lot of people think that you're confusing the Monopoly guy with Mr. Peanut. But proof that that's bullshit is Ace Ventura 2. Because in the movie, he's at a party, and then he was like, he's talking to this rich guy, and the guy was like, who is this man? He was like, Ace Ventura, Peck Detective, and you must be the Monopoly guy. And the yeah. guy's got yeah. a mustache and a monocle and a top hat. Like, that's what the guy's wearing. And so it's like, that's why you've affiliated with the Monopoly guy. And so... Mm. That's what I'm saying. He's always had the monocle, but then they say that he doesn't. The Oscar Meyer one pisses me off, What's too. What's that one? Spell Oscar Meyer. O-S-C-A-R-M-E-Y-E-R. M-A-Y-E-R. Yeah. Mayer? Yeah. No, no. No. Yeah. No. And the, one of the reasons I know that's bullshit, and it's always been E-Y. There was the song when we were kids. See, I don't remember the, the commercials. Song. I don't ever remember the Oscar Meyer song. I just remember like the uh, the 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 Weenie Mobile and the Weenie Whistles. I remember those. Yeah. But like, and I because I had Throwback. a Weenie Whistle, and like I remember those, and yep. like they were they were pretty fucking cool back in the day. But the the reason why I've known it was M-E-Y-E-R is because that's actually how I learned. EY makes the I sound because I remember looking at it. I was like Oscar Meyer. And then my mom was like Meyer. That's the way it's, that's what like way it's spelled. And I was like, Oh, like Fred Meyer. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's exactly what, how that was the connection I made when I was like six years old. Right. Like I was right. really young and I remember very distinctively making that connection because I learned something from it that I've used for my entire life. Right. So like you can go back to those moments and you very distinctly remember. And I remember being in the fucking grocery store at Food for Less because we were poor. We shopped at Food for Less. We went to Food for Less. They had the fucking hot dogs, saw the Oscar Mayer thing. And yeah. And I was like, that's bullshit. That's- Once I learned it was M-A-Y-E-R. And everybody knows the Berenstein Bears, uh, Berenstein yeah. Bears thing. That one really pisses me that off pisses too. me off too i just want to know who's writing this stuff like now i feel like it's some... no it's a parallel universe man it's we're we're in a we, we've we've shifted we're in a parallel universe because at some point there was and i think it has something to do with the um the the particle collider that they're just now kicking mm. on again i think it has something to do with that because there's some there's some like times where it seems to correlate about that and around like when certain conversations like that start popping up 
And it, it, I think that has something to do with it, to be honest. That's kind of my – I want to look into that. So I, I actually want to have – movie-wise, that would make so sense. I, I want to have like a scientist. I want to start getting more people like that on the podcast because I'm really interested in black holes and physics and everything the, like that. The particle you know? accelerator is definitely been something interesting. I think all that stuff's so cool. Yeah, me too, bro. To, dude, I, I, dude, I want to learn about quantum mechanics and quantum theory. And, I, dude, I want to learn so much about that because also – it's kind of like a challenge. The, one of the reasons why is because quantum mechanics and quantum physics uh, is so quantum physics is the actual stuff itself. Quantum mechanics is the operations under quantum physics. Right. And so I, I believe that's the way it is. Yeah. And so, but it's cool because it's so complicated. Nobody can explain it. So I want to learn as much as I possibly can. So I can explain it because I'm really, really good at explaining complicated things in a really simple and understanding way for anybody to understand. I'm really good at that. So I'm like, oh, you can't explain it? Challenge accepted. Let me yeah, see what I can learn and I could just teach people about it. And also, I think it's proof that there's something beyond science. We call it God, call it whatever. It's metaphysics. There's, there's it's something. quantifiable too. Well, and exactly. Well, because also the thing about uh, quantum mechanics is like, so that for, you know, in its most rough like, you know, bare form, it's the way one uh, particle goes from one place to another. Okay. That That's all it really is, is just through these different of equations and stuff like that. But the only thing is, is as soon as you start to calculate it, it's in a different spot. So you can't ever actually quantify what it's doing. So it's, in my opinion, it's like the furthest that God in the universe would let science go. Like, it's like, that's where I'm stopping you. It's like you're not going to understand anything else now. Like, that's where I'm stopping you. And I think that's kind of cool. Like, and I'm like, let's see what what's after that. Like, that, if that's like, we can't even understand that. Like, what's going to be like when we can? What's it going to be like in 30, 40 years when, and then 100 when kids have little, you know, toy sets of making a small time warp inside a box and mm -hmm. seeing that well the weird thing and is is in just, 20 years we're gonna have what like the cia uses now I mean, so it's like we're gonna have like all the different crazy technology that they're using right now in like 20 years so just think about that oh absolutely i mean the fbi released you know, among those files about the aliens a few years ago so oh, yeah. about the metaphysics mm -hmm. and all the research and that i was pouring over that i was mm -hmm. like yeah duh. well yeah, duh. did you ever listen oh, to the cool. the uh bob lazar um do you ever watch the bob lazar documentary no. or no. listen to his episode on rogan Definitely do both. Watch the documentary and then listen to his entire podcast on Rogan. It's so good. But Bob Lazar was a guy who basically uh, he worked on. So he was actually a propulsion expert. Okay. And so the way that he got the government's attention was he was actually he put like a jet engine in his car and he made it work. And so he uh, got the government's attention and they started inviting him to work on these various projects as like a propulsion expert on different stuff. And then he actually worked on a base that was outside. He worked at a lab called Los Alamos. And then he worked at a base that was just outside area 51 called S4. And he worked at S4 doing propulsion stuff with like a, with an expert. And they were he was actually working on alien craft. This is real shit. This is real shit. hundred percent. And he was working on, so I'm going to tell you his story and then what happened with his story and why it proved to be what legit. So he was working on alien crafts and so like that they had found, and there was all these different types of ones. And the one that he was doing was kind of like your classic flying saucer. And they were trying to figure out how it works. 
and there was like this what looked almost like a nuclear reactor that was inside there and they but the weird thing was there was no controls everything was like just sleek and clean there was no controls at all and like they were they couldn't figure out exactly they they turned it on like once Hmm. and they weren't it was like on for like a second and then it turned right off but then it was like this um this like nuclear reactor thing that was basically harnessing gravity and that's how it moved was actually that's how they think it moved was through anti-gravity because when they were able to power it on it causes like an energy field around it so like magnus with exactly and that's exactly what he said on there he said it's like whenever you take a magnet and you push it against another magnet and it repulses off each other but there's a buffer in between both sides of that yeah for some and so like and he thinks that's how it moves so quickly is because they're able to take that and then move it and then and then just shoot Shit. because it's not on propulsion it's just on manipulating gravity gravity itself then he was like really interested in the technology and he was upset that they were keeping it from the public and he said it they uh, they extracted an element from this spacecraft that was what they think powered it and it was called element 115 and they were um and then he was talking about this and he actually finally came forward in the first interview he had like his face blacked out and he was like you know they didn't show what he looked like or who he was but he was saying the government has these spacecraft i've worked on these bases this that and the other and so he was working at this uh lab and came forward and then he lost his job at the lab and then they were actually just trying to say that he never actually worked there they completely just like ruined his reputation saying this guy's crazy he's never worked here this that and the other and then like uh he was talking about all this technology that was there at the lab that all ended up coming out like 10 15 20 years later like all this different technology he said that the way that they were able to access doors and shit like that was their hands because everybody's bones in their hands are at a specific distance like in a certain size everybody's is different every single right. person and so they would use that and it would be on the bone structure of your hand and that's that's how you would get in and then they were like this doesn't even exist like he's crazy and then years later that's exactly how a lot of high security places do it and so they he was talking about all this stuff and then los alamos was also saying this guy has never worked here and all this they were trying to do this so what he ended up doing was he ended up uh proving that he worked at los alamos and s4 because he ended up finding a news article that was printed about him and it said he works at Los Alamos Labs with all these different people and shit. And then he was able to find a directory from S4 with his name in it. And so then he was like, nah, motherfuckers, I was there and made the government look really stupid. And they had this a really amazing documentary about it. You got to check it out because, and like, and that was the cool thing about Rogan's podcast with him is he had him on there just to see if he was full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Because like, you know, a guy like that has a really high bullshit meter. So he was literally just listening to it. And what's really weird is his story has never changed. Not a single piece of it has ever changed. He's constantly said the exact same things. And it's at a point where he's like, he doesn't even like talking about it anymore. Yeah. He's just like. He's like, I just want the fucking technology. He's like, that's that's all we need. He's yeah. like, we just need to use this technology because it could help so many things. And he was like trying to do that. And like, that's that's what upsets him the most. And it's funny how a lot of these people, a scientist wants to just use the technology. It's like, they don't, they don't care that it's aliens. They just want to know how the fuck they can operate these things. 
and like a pilot when they see like a UFO, they're like, oh, I want fuck to fly, fly this like, shit. I want to fly that thing. <laughs> like that's so cool. Yeah, dude. I'm actually gonna be getting my pilot's license, oh, man. Dude, yeah, I'm actually so here soon I'm gonna be taking video and doing all shit. I'm gonna be taking my first discovery flight. Awesome. And that's that's the a lot of people don't, don't don't know is your first step to getting your pilot's license. And it's when you go up there with a, a flight instructor and you right. can actually bring your logbook and log it as an hour or two. Oh nice. And so you can actually log it and they'll let you control the plane, take off, land all that kind of shit. And they'll teach you how to fucking bank and control in the air, how to, they'll, they'll let you taxi the runway and actually go to the spot to where we're going to go and then drive and then pull the throttle and fucking get it off the ground. They'll let you do all that shit on the discovery flight. Cause the guy's like right there with you. Yeah. And so you're just there in the co-pilot seat and then you're just fucking, you can operate the controls and everything. I want to fly a plane so bad, bro. <laughs> Are you into so planes bad. as much as I only world war two planes? Only, only recently favorite. actually. So really? I, yeah. So the reason why it uh, became an interest of mine was because I was like just on YouTube one day and um, I ended up seeing like this family that took a vacation in their airplane. And I'm like, people do that. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, that's how poor I've been in my life. I didn't even know that was a thing because obviously it's only wealthy people that are able to do it. But I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a goal. Fucking RV. Let's hop on oh, the Cessna. RV. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, and so that's, that's exactly the reason why it's like, I want to one day have my own airplane that I can fly around in, do what I need to do in. And I can take my family on trips. That's, that's what I want to be able yep. to do. And so it's like, okay, do we want to go fucking, do you want to go eat lunch and go watch the stars in the desert of Nevada tonight, go camp out and we can fly back in the morning. <laughs> like, you know, just shit like exactly. that. Like that's crazy. Or be like, Hey, let's go to Vegas. <laughs> you just, we could just fly ourselves and just, and you have your own different hangars you go to. Cause you don't go to like a major commercial airport. You go to these little smaller hangars that are all around and it's astounding how many airplane hangars are actually around. Like on the way to, cause when I, when I was looking at, uh, how long it would take to fly from Portland to Vegas and like a, like a, a private you know, PJ, like a Cessna Small 182 or a Cessna, like Skyhawk or something like that. Um, when I was looking up how to fly from Portland to Vegas in there, like there was, I think there was like 75 different airports that you can stop at along the way to refuel if you need to. 75 like yeah it was a monster number and i was like holy fuck they're just like these small airstrips and refuel stations out in the middle of nowhere so that's a handy little piece of info to know whenever shit hits the fan i guess so also that's that another reason what wanna... four hours or less what's that the flight from portland to, to vegas was like it's under two hours hour. yeah it's, it's under two hours short. but that's in a that's in a commercial aircraft which is going higher faster like they're, they run on completely different operations than a okay. regular, like smaller personal airplane. Right. So a personal plane, be, what, cause you would have hours. to stop and refuel at least once probably on like a smaller airplane, but you would still get there in about like three hours. Okay. Like you're, you would still get there in about between three and four hours in like your own little personal plane. And then you don't have to deal with all the bullshit, but also keep in mind, look at the airport. Also, I was going to say, you're skipping, shit. you're skipping the, the TSA. That's, you're skipping the weight. You're sure. skipping the board. You're skipping the taxi. You're skipping the flight. You're skipping the waiting to get off the plane. You're skipping baggage. You're skipping your ride. Like, no, that's something you still have to do. So that's seven steps that you just fucking saved yourself. And if you travel a lot, when I did the math, it's actually worth it just to buy your own airplane. 
Like if you do a, small a lot plane, of yeah, yeah, right. just like your own small airplane. Yeah. Like eventually, I, mean, I would love to own like a Cessna Citation. It'd be like fucking hey, let's go fly to fucking like you know, let's go fly to Japan. Like let's yeah. like like literally in a private jet just to own your own private jet. That's going to be something in the future for sure. Oh yeah, I'm going to own my own private jet, and that's when I'll actually that plane. I'll just have my own pilot that I have like yeah. a hire. That way, I can party with my friends in the in the fucking I was Citation. Looking at that shit too. I was like, man, owning your own. PJ is expensive. It like really it's is, not dude. the difference between millionaire and billionaire is do they own their own private jet or Constantly like or a very high multimillionaire too because and all that you can still year. be like Hangar you know, space all that shit. yeah you could still be a millionaire you would just have to be like probably in like the hundreds of millions of dollars that you're making per year like almost billionaire status to where and, be and they probably have someone on retainer like you're saying yeah in that regard and that's kind of like I'm well like, also that's keep doable. in mind a lot I'm of these guys right now think of the money you would save if you already had your pilot's license though that way you oh. can just fly it yourself and then you would only have to hire a pilot when you have like your homies with you or something like that. Be like, hey, we just want to get fucked up on the jet. And then boom, let's just hire a pilot. <laughs> like it's like I ain't gonna fly this bitch after I'm drinking. <laughs> it's like we I hope we get that, that alien technology then go oh. autopilot. There we go. And that's why I need to get some scientists and military people up on this podcast. That'd be dope, man. I want to get a physicist and talk about black holes. Because hmm. I heard a theory of that the universe was created within a black hole itself. Because there's evidence that shows that whenever something gets pulled into a black hole, it condenses and re-expands. So, in theory, that could be what is the Big Bang. That's a theory among some people. That we were actually one universe that got sucked into a black hole and then we re-expanded. Interesting. Inside the black hole. And right now we're actually just traveling in between universes. Which would make, like, what if like, like that's like heaven and hell? What if we cross over into those universes after we die? And right now, Earth or our galaxy is just like in a purgatory state. Shit like that. I want to have scientists on to talk about stuff like that. So we can really die deep because I'm an idiot and I want to learn about shit like this. So like, I'm not I'm not like a scientifically uh, apt person, you know, <laughs> like I've, I've, uh, I, I love it, but I don't know a lot about it, but I want to learn about it. That's what right. I think about doing a podcast. That would be fun. Super dope fucking people. Fun. Right? Yeah, most definitely, man. Fuck, I'm ripped. Yeah? <laughs> I'm super <laughs> ripped, man. Yeah. That blunt did really, really good, man. You Those... did good. I'll have to roll the next one. Oh, for sure. Most definitely, bro. I was going to yeah. say, I, I can roll it. If you, were you planning on sticking around for it, or are you going to be taking off? I'm in the rush. Oh, okay, cool. Rush. Cool. Yeah, we'll blaze Let's up get another to Seattle one after we're done. Tomorrow. But yeah. Oh, Mr. Got an event tonight. Got, a, got an event tonight. I got to go to Seattle, you know. It's... I'm just doing things, man. I like know to be it's busy. hot out here for a pimp. And a whim. When you're trying to make some money for a rent. Hey. I love that fucking movie so much. My daughter, first time her dancing was to that movie. Oh, really? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> my actually, daughter's a G. My, the first time my daughter was actually dancing, it was to uh, Naughty by Nature. It was a hip-hop hooray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she was like sitting there just fucking booking, just shaking. <laughs> it was hilarious. And now she's like, that kid loves all kinds of music. She has a playlist that I made for her on Amazon Music. Is that what you were talking about? Uh, yeah. So I was like, I'll put on your playlist later. And, and so um, 
she like it has a lot of it has a lot of rock on there because like I listen to a lot of rock, but I listen to a lot of hip hop too. But I also love like Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, and Sammy Davis Jr. And fucking every time I see Rat Sammy, pack. every time I say Sammy, I was like Sammy Davis Jr. And I was like, we're gonna have a total Rat Pack vibe, and we can party part finally party in Vegas. Yes. <laughs> like, that's gonna be fucking sick. We gotta get the suits, the scotch, yep. and fucking <laughs> get the whole Rat Pack thing going on because I totally channel my inner Sinatra when I'm in Vegas. I love putting on a suit and drinking whiskey and shit when i'm there go to the craps table start throwing some dice and everything i do love some dice dude yeah for sure right <laughs> most definitely but on that playlist it goes from like it'll play like the misfits and then it'll go to like oliver tree and then it'll go to dean martin and then it'll jump over to fucking like uh mud honey or and then back to like all these different groups and shit that she likes you know mud honey no oh they were like one. uh they were like a grunge band Back in the 90s, they were from Seattle. I think they were from Seattle. Yeah, I believe so. But they were, um, yeah, just totally like one of those like alternative grunge bands from back in the day. They're pretty good. They have a really good song called Poison Water. That's, it's, it's a really fucking great song. And it's got it like uh, it's actually, it's, it's funny. It's about people trashing the earth. That's what the, the song's about. Sounds like, do they sound like the vines at all? Mm, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm familiar with the vines. Killing the planet. Mm, I'm not. I'd have to hear that. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I don't recognize it by name off the top of my head, but check it out. Have you ever seen the movie Black Sheep with with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade? I yes, yes. Uh, so not Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Not, no. Okay. Not so Tommy Boy. so um, do you remember Much the different. scene wherever they're at like the rock concert? And then uh, Chris Farley goes up on stage and shit like that. The rock band that's playing at that concert, that's Mud Honey. Oh, okay. and the song they're playing is Poison Water. Like, and that's like my favorite song of theirs. It's a great fucking song. It's just fucking heavy. It fucking kicks. It's got a good groove. The drums are off the fucking hook in that song, too. That guy goes go. nuts. It's a great fucking song. Check it out. Okay, bet. <laughs> Turn that into a drinking game. Every time I said the word song, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be talking about songs and movies all day. Speaking of songs, bro, you're starting to do music now. Yeah, man. I'm doing music again. It's the first time in 10 years recorded. So Nice. So, so how's, how, what, what made you decide to start getting back into music? Um, enough people telling me I need to write. <laughs> people do that, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> people it do was like, that. You know, like when you have a week and it's like, you have like deja vu with multiple people. It's not. It's just they keep repeating something you need in your life. Yeah. And you know it too. Yeah. Like, hey, drink more water. Uh, your black friend. Put on more lotion. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's Get like a little something ashy, that really hits, you know, <laughs> that you know. Yeah. Um, so like writing, maybe singing for other people. Like they happen to hear you or read a text from you or this or that. And that's how it kind of came to me different ways. Like, hey, you're writing. You should keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, so I just did my first song in a minute is quite a, a distance from what I used to rap about. Now we're talking about metaphysics and manifestations. I love and, it, bro. You know, it's fucking sick, man. And your flow, like we were talking about before we started the podcast, is really cool, man. Like you have you. like a really like jazzy flow. It's really cool. Can I play I the a, jazz. Like a clip of the song? Yeah, go for it. Man. Um, or do you want to like you want to play a little bit? Then I could just sync it up. Yeah, let's play do a couple it. seconds of it. Fucking a, dude! It's it's really cool, man. Because I, I love those that. I love those types of flows where it literally just I I can see you in the booth just going, 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 and I I I love that sort of shit, man. It's not so like on the beat. No hooks. Like, yeah, I'm just, I like to play around it. I'm no. Uh, I love the no I'm, hook uh, style. Definitely like, unorthodox. 
Yeah, oh, there you go. I like yeah. that. Is that a, is that an MC name? If not, that's a cool name. Unorthodox. Yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty fire. That'd be pretty fuck. That's a good name. I was still bro. thinking about Element One Fifty One. Oh, oh, one fifteen. That would be pretty fire too. Element One Fifteen. Yeah, that's pretty dope too. Yeah, <laughs> you got to definitely watch that documentary, bro. It'll blow your fucking mind. Oh, I gotta see where I can start this at. Yeah, wherever Gosh. you want, bro. Just start from the beginning. Yeah, What's the song called? It's called Ruthless. Ruthless. Yep. So this is Ruthless. Mostly freestyle. If anyone gets that hook, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Top of the world. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Now you can see the camera. There you go. Okay. On my worst days, I'm still a combination of answers to prayers and slave ships. Unsupervised astral plane trips. Zulu spears, British colonizer tears, and a heavy microdose of Ku Klux Klan nightmares. My nigga, I'm never shook and I don't flinch. I like my bag by a cinch. Oh, yeah, and it's fuck Willie Lynch. So sick, man. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much, bro. Is it cool if I play it in the intro for the podcast? Yeah, that would be Freaking dope. Cool. Let's That's the song you also heard in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make sure I get your permission. What's funny is I'm not cutting that out either. No, keep it. Keep it. Legal purposes. Yes. We make sure we take care of everything. <laughs> is that weird? Correct. The proximity effect on these? No, it's How you can That smooth jazz radio sound here on the Hippie Speedball Podcast. (laughs) Got the golden voice. It's that. It's Joe, your host with the most Joe on the Hippie Speedball Radio. The hawk of talk with that punk rock walk. Hey, look at that. That first part was off the door. That was was (laughs) cool. I saw that coming in. Okay. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, Yeah, we should should fucking smoke another blunt, man. That's probably good. I think it's it's about that time, right? I I think it's about that time. Do you want to just put this on pause and then jump back on, or do you want to sign off and then what do you want to do, bro? Do you have anything else you want to? Okay, yeah. Yeah. You want to put on pause, and the government can fuck Fuck off. off. All right, we are back. We're pretty much just going to sign off because that was quite a little little smoke session and little talkative moments. You got to meet my sister. Yeah, how was that, by the way? That was cool. She cool people. Yeah, familiar. She, uh, she, you know, she's she's an interesting person. She definitely is for sure. But you know, shout out Amanda. I love you, sis. I love you. I I I have another sister too. I actually pretty much grew up only with females because my dad started driving truck when I was like seven. Okay, and so and then my parents divorced when I was ten. So pretty much it was just my mom and my sisters and me, and I was the only guy in the house. And so I've, you know, I think that's why I get along with ladies really well too. It's never been like a situation I've ever had to worry about. But I'm glad you got to meet some yeah. of my fam, dude. Yeah, like me there's too. nobody else that's ever been able to. Some people have met Juniper, but nobody's met my my family. Family, so yeah, that's that's special. Man. You just uh, saw a part of me, and I don't let it feel very naked right now. Naked? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> naked? You're like, naked. why? <laughs> Is there anything else you wanted to share with the peeps, man? man. Let the people know where they can find you, bro. Because this was amazing. This man. was amazing. This... It was really good kicking it. Dude, I think we we smoked it. more than that podcast chilling talking so yeah i think it's actually pretty equal because right now because we were going for over an hour yeah we did go off yeah it was like we were i mean we were yeah going for a minute so actually no no it was just under an hour it was like it was like 50 no no actually no it was about an hour because i have like 50 something minutes left and this takes an hour of 50 hour and 54 minutes okay of audio and so i had like you know like 52 minutes left so we're just hitting over an hour 
Okay. Okay, we, we did good. We Hell did yeah, good, bro, dude. Yeah, I'm, I fucking love having you, man. I man, love. I, I appreciate as, it. As the show keeps fucking progressing, and as we keep doing shit, man. Now we're doing snap. My bad. I'm so right. white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the cast of Friends at a hockey game right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's new one. That's a new one. Yeah. Hey, before we sign off, I still have to answer. Ask you that question. Remember, I had, I had what was it? Two of them. Waffles or pancakes? Oh, I'm going to answer that on the other podcast where I do oh. the whole Q&A. Okay, okay. okay. But since uh, that's going to come out actually before this one, I'll go ahead and just answer it again. <laughs> I guess so. Oh, my shit's all backwards and fucked up. I'm getting, I'm getting the ball rolling. I appreciate everybody's patience and the support and all the, all the listeners that are fucking hiking me up and everything Dude. like that. But so I like waffles because they're like pancakes with little syrup traps. And every single it's portable. bite has that. You can't have no yeah. flat Yeah, and also you have more uses for it because have you ever had like ice cream on a waffle? Yep, like sandwiches. One thing I like to do that not a lot of people have done before is uh, I like to take pancake batter, right? And then, uh, so I've done this totally when I was just ripped one time because I made pancakes early in the morning and I just had like a bunch of batter left. It was in the fridge and I was just like, all right, I have this left. What should I do with it? So what I did is I heated up some oil, right? And I ended up fucking just taking a spoon, like a little ladle of it and just dropped it in the hot oil and fried it into kind of like a fritter. Ooh. Yeah, dude. And just fried in the oil, like just like the, the pancake batter did. And so then it, um, I, I pulled it out and then let it cool down for like, just like maybe like four or five minutes, not very long at all. And then I took two scoops of ice cream and put it on there, dude. Even the effect of the way it looked, because once that ice cream touched it, it just started steaming. Like the whole thing looked, it was presentable. It was so good. So I put three scoops. Dude, right? Bro, it was so good. And I put, uh, it was a vanilla ice cream with strawberry syrup. And I sprinkled a little bit of fruity pebbles on the top. And keep in mind, the, the pancake batter had white chocolate chips in there. Damn, you was ripped. Bro. And I invented that and it became a whole new dessert for me. And I'm like, I just changed the game of this. Have you ever put ice? Have you ever put cereal on your ice cream? I don't think I've ever done that. Dude, you got to try it. You can do it with different stuff too. Like get like a, like a chocolate peanut butter ice cream and get some fucking Reese's puffs or even get Ooh. like, um, even just if you, like I said, if you get vanilla ice cream, strawberry syrup and fruity pebbles, I'm with it. Bro. I'm with it. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. No, the good ones. And then, Frozen pop tarts with sherbet in between. Ooh, yeah, that would be dang. We should start a food truck like this. It's all just weird ways to combine. Like you know, it's like we'll call it like the fucking the empty pantry because <laughs> it's like it's, that's exactly where all these ideas come from. It's when you have no food, you're like, well, we have a little bit of ice cream and we have pancake batter. <laughs> Like, what can we do with this? Oh, my God. We're going to be on Hawthorne Boulevard. Right. Here and the year. answer to the other question, hash versus rosin, is uh, um, I actually, so I'm assuming you're talking about like with dabs and stuff like that. I would probably say rosin when it comes to dabs, but okay. also I don't, I don't dab much personally, um, but I really like traditional hash. 
That's like, what I, I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, okay, okay. Hash. So like, I'm not into hash. Then hash, yeah. for sure. Okay. Then just traditional classic. I was gonna hash. say, I'm really surprised you seem like a classic man with your smoking. So. Dude, yeah, for real. I'm so pr- I'm so primitive when it comes to do it because I'm around professional stoners with like because I a friend of mine, Tom. Shout out, uh, shout out, Ignelio. Ignelio, yeah, dude, he's fucking Ignelio Glass is amazing art. I'm gonna go ahead and pop a link right here on the fucking screen so that way you could see it. But it's it really really fucking dope dope uh artist and these guys are like professional stoners man like they have crazy dab rigs and these like these like temperature gauges to where it's like you just put like your fucking banger over the top of it and it lets you know when it's at the perfect temperature has a timer that goes off so it knows that it's the right time to take a hit and all this crazy shit while i'm sitting there like a caveman rolling a blunt like i'm still fucking splitting open a fucking dutch (laughs) (laughs) just like a fucking caveman but it's it's you know uh but so i have a really cool thing with hash though um so you got to like check bubble out hash this. or what what's that bubble hash uh bubble hash is good um i just also just like you know um uh like just like classically like compressed hash compressed frozen you, you know like yeah exactly yeah. and so um i had this really amazing podcast i did with this guy his name is joe pietri they call him the king of nepal and that's the name of the episode king of nepal and it's the least I've ever talked on a podcast because this guy's story is fucking nuts, dude. Like, so he was one of the number one hash smugglers back in the day. And he actually like, he actually like associated with fucking royalty, the prime minister of Nepal, like all these different people, politicians. He had, he's like doing situations with Kings and all this crazy shit. So what he did though, is he, um, he was living in Nepal and he made these, he realized when he made his hash and when he compressed it down, it looked just like plywood. And he was like, wow. So what he ended up doing is he compressed the hash down into like these like bricks and he made kind of like a fitting that kind of went around it. And they, it looked just like, you know, like plywood and two by fours and shit like that. And he made entire crates out of hash and then he would ship dogs uh, Tibetan Mastiffs and Lhasa Hopsos, and he would ship these dogs around the world. So when the police dog would come and check it out, he would look at the crate. They would only be interested in the dog and they wouldn't realize the whole fucking thing was actually made out of hash. And then he also originally, he's had that thing going. And then um, uh, you can listen to the podcast. I'm not going to go too much into it, but then he stopped doing dogs and then he started doing exotic animals. And he was actually buying animals from like Barman Bailey, Ringling Brothers, like the circuses. Wow. Yeah. And so the first pandas that ever came to the US came on his hash crates. Get the fuck out of here. Seriously. And then he sent these, okay. uh, these uh, chimpanzees to, I think it was India. Um, and, but the, um, and was it India or Nepal or someplace around that area? Like, and I think it might've been India, but he was like, um, he sent these chimpanzees over there and these chimpanzees were addicted to cigarettes. But I guess in this area, everybody was smoking cigarettes. So once the chimps saw the cigarettes <laughs> in their pocket, they reached over and, and asked for one and they gave it to him and they fucking lit it up and they were sitting there. The chimpanzee was smoking cigarettes and it was like all over the newspapers and stuff. And that was on his hash crates too. That the, these, these chimps actually wow. came from dude crazy fucking story bro and he um he like was talking about how back in the day nepal um cannabis was legal like and all this other kind of shit and that's why a lot of the hippies were draft draft dodgers and they went to nepal and india and all these like middle eastern countries because weed and hash and all that stuff was legal and like morocco 
and stuff. Yeah, and so they would, bro. yeah, they would go where all these places where they were using hash as religious sacrament for fucking millennia, you know, and they'd been using it forever. And so they were, um, he was hanging out there and then he started doing hash and shit. He's like, you know, first he was like smuggling weed and then he started smuggling hash and he just got, he has a crazy story, dude. His, What's his name again? His name is Joe Pietri. Okay. Joe Pietri. He has, he wrote a book called the King of Nepal and then he wrote a book called, um, the $15 pound. And, uh, and it's about how cheap, uh, cannabis should be. And he's talking about how it's ridiculous on how expensive it is. And he's like back in like, I mean, um, you could get weed. I think it was like for like, like three or $4 a pound in Thailand back in the day. Like, and that's why a lot of people were smuggling it because they could pick it up by the pounds for that much money over there and then bring it over here and sell it for a shitload of money. Yeah. And he was like trying to get back to where it's like everywhere it costs that much. And so he's, he has this whole thing and he just moved over to um, a different state right now and he's got a whole new thing. And he was in a documentary too. It was like in a, some like um, drug war documentary that was on and they interviewed him and talked about his story too. Yeah, it's crazy, wow. bro. It was a yeah. Shout out to Ilo from freaking. Um, he was running a Lotus Family Farms, but he was the creator of the Lotus Genetics. You know really? the Lotus strains. Yes. Yeah, yes. He, yeah. I, yes, I, I, I had Lotus on the podcast. No fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Lotus. I got hooked up with some of that out in uh, Kelso. Ooh, nice. When I was doing a That's what's up. Fuck yeah, yeah, bro. Very, very happy with that. Oh, it was dude, like a Lotus purple is punch great. or something. Mm-hmm. Super fire purple. Well, and I don't know. So, um, it had like so it was a kind of Lotus with purple punch in it. Oh, okay, nice. That's what's up. Thought I heard something, but um, yeah, it, it, he was the one that hooked up that interview. So shout out Ilo, man. That was a great, great fucking time. And he, um, it, I, when I did the, the podcast with Lotus, man, he actually invited us out to the farm Okay. and we shot it out. We did, uh, one part in a barn and then another part in a grow room. And, uh, we got to, um, smoke a brand new strain that he was developing and it was called Vader's haze. And it was a cross between death star and, um, uh, red haze. Death star and red haze. Yeah. It was death star and red haze. What and, was, uh, what was the differences? Level. It was very euphoric, uh, very um, stony, very stony. More it on was, the Death Star side of it, stony, or uh, I mean, you can definitely it, feel the haze for sure, for sure, because it was like it was so it was like stony in the face, but you have like that sativa kind of energy, like you know, it's like you're you're feeling very euphoric and creative, and yeah. it, it it made for great conversation. And he literally just had a person that he paid to roll blunts on the farm, like that was their job. I'm like, that's so cool. I want to eventually have that for the podcast. I want to pay someone a fuckload of money to roll my blunts for the episodes. Do you hear that, everybody? Yeah. I know, right? Someday, job opening. Someday job opening. that's going to be a job for sure, especially after I start rocking with these sponsors. It's going to be good. Shit's about to be popping, man. I'm excited to have you on the fucking train yeah. with me, bro. I need more people like you in my life. I need more people that want to just go out and get it and put in the work. A lot of people want the a lot of people want the vacation but they don't want to book the flight you know they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to look at hotels they don't want to do all that shit they just want to be there and they just want to do all that it's like no that's not the way it works you have to enjoy experience even when it's negative not for you and exactly that's a really good point because if you open your eyes, that's usually when actually laws of attraction are happening. So yes. When that shit's happening is when you didn't plan it. Sometimes and when you're putting in the realignment work. Realignment is just part of the 
path you're going anyway. Exactly. You just didn't plan on it. Oh yeah, most it definitely. Really, yeah. And it, and and it's about also about putting in the work. It's about putting out the good energy, manifesting what you need, and putting in the fucking work. Because a lot of people just don't want to do that. And it, and and especially like, you know, whenever someone's like, they don't even have a fucking much of a they don't really have much of a say in anything and they're already asking for money and stuff like that. That's why I've been doing the podcast for almost two years and I'm just now getting sponsors. It's cause I, I didn't want to not make it worth their buck. Like yeah. I didn't, I want to make sure that when someone does business with me, they know that they're going to get a good bar. They're going to, it's going to be good for them. It's not just going to be like, what the fuck did I just spend my money on? You know? And it's, and there's a lot of people that don't care about that sort of thing. And that irritates the fuck out of me. But you just got to let karma handle all that, you know, <laughs> you, know, you yep. just got to let the universe take care Karma's of Karma's not that. always as fast as we like, but it's always on time. It's, it's always on time. Man, that's a great place to end it. Sammy right. V, this was a blast, man. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate you. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into the Hippie Speedball Podcast. It is Joe, your host with the most show, and I will see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you.